0: good morning and uh just have a we do have children's church going on in the back for uh k up through fifth grade if you care to take advantage of that ministry now's the time and uh we do have just a a special announcement before i get going this morning had just a slight change of plan from uh, what's printed in your bulletin actually change of plan came in right after the printing so uh, i apologize for that uh the message i'd planned on preaching Part two of the series, Messages from Malachi, it's been postponed until next week, so please come back. Over the course of this last week, uh, the Lord laid a little bit of a different direction on my heart for this Sunday, and so I appreciate you, you being willing to take a little bit of a scriptural detour with me this morning. Uh, before we jump in, would you have a word of prayer with me? God, I thank you for this gathering that we have uh, for 2,000 years, Lord. We've we followed the example in your word. Meeting on the first day of the week, break bread together, celebrate you, take care of one another. Lord, I, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit that, that helps us understand it. And Lord, as we... We dig into to these scriptures today, I just ask that uh, everything that would be presented would glorify you, that it would be your wisdom, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would, you would speak to us in a way that uh, resonates with where we are. Lord, that we would be convicted of who you are, of your gray love for us, of a love that can change the world. Help us, Lord, to let you have your will in this place and among us this morning. It is in the name of Jesus to pray these things. Amen. Well, I don't want to get up here this morning and uh, try to uh, get a scoreboard going of, of earning sympathy points with anyone. But I uh, just wanted to start by saying that uh, it was a bit of a trying week for the Rude family this week. Um, kind of interesting your ministers unconsciously decided that uh, since storing treasures up on earth is biblically pointless, he's going to instead start collecting inflammatory conditions in the gut. That's that's my new hobby. I'm still fighting a couple of uh, painful itises, if you will, uh, going on two months now. Uh, if you keep me in your continued prayers, I'd appreciate it. Um, I do have a praise uh, for our our four-year-old Bella. Uh, You could probably tell she was a little busy up here a little while ago. Um, We were looking at a UTI this week, which is always kind of a scary thing, a red flag, but uh, she's not been running a fever the last couple of days, and we haven't had any calls from uh, her urologist in Lansing, so we're praising God for that. Uh, So uh, I go into some other situations, kind of made this week a trying one. Uh, New week of school, everybody has has dealt with that, I'm sure, if you've got uh, little ones at home. And some of you can uh, relate to what I'm saying here. Maybe it's it's been a trying week for you, too. Maybe there's some things uh, you could uh, talk about that have come to your mind. Maybe it's been a trying week. Maybe it's been a difficult season in your life. I don't know what uh, maybe some of those particular uh, difficulties are, uh, but I know that we all suffer. I know we deal with these kinds of things from time to time. Uh, Health issues. Uh, Maybe you've dealt with health issues recently. Health issues in the life of of someone you love, something that's been debilitating. Maybe you recently received an unclear or an unsettling piece of news from your doctor. Maybe you have uh, grandchildren or children or a great niece who isn't doing well at this time. Maybe their health is failing, or, or maybe you're in a relationship that's failing, or you know someone who is, and so you can, you can relate to this. Trying week, trying season. Maybe you've had a trying 2018. You're just ready for the new year, right? Maybe not. That's, that's uh, shopping season. We don't want that. But whatever your circumstances, no matter the bad news, this morning there's a piece of good news that I promise overrides all the bad, trumps everything in time. The Lord, the one true God, the creator of the universe and all life himself is revealed in scripture this way, faithful. Faithful. Amen? God is faithful. God is faithful. Think about what this means for you in your situation. Whatever your situation is this morning, that God is faithful. We may not feel like God is faithful to us sometimes. We, we may wonder where He is, what He's up to. We may not understand why He's allowing a, a certain circumstance in the lives of His children. But we can be reminded of David, those words that I shared earlier. Psalm 42 3. You can turn there with me. I believe we have this text on the overhead. Yes, we do. David wrote the following My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? Wow. There's some honesty, right? The tears. Say to me all the day long, Where is your God? That's the way that this reads to me. There's some honesty. I've always said if you're feeling down, read the book of Psalms. Read the book of Psalms because someone else has been down long before you got there. Charles Swindoll writes At low moments, all of us could testify that there are times when it feels like we've been abandoned by God. Where is God? What's He doing? What's he up to in this? So what do we do to become reassured? How can we find the hope of God's care when we're feeling low, when we are in the grind of inner turmoil? Swindoll concludes, David, what did David do? David turned his struggle into this very text of scripture. This is what David did with it. I can't stop crying, David might say in in modern language. And think about it. This is, a, this is a sentiment that we've thought from time to time, right? I mean, how many songs have been written, popular songs, uh, you know, about uh, un, unrequited love that have been similarly composed? This is what musicians do, right? Some of them from certain eras more than others. We've all heard uh, songs like that on the radio. I'm crying. I felt like some falsetto. I hope that's okay. Okay. My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? That's better than the best John Lennon verse you're going to find, this thought here from David. Because David takes his struggle, acknowledges the pain, realizes that the pain makes him question the presence of God. But David doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop there. Maybe we're tempted in our pain to stop there. When the going gets tough, Christians are tempted to get going away from God, aren't we? Do we ever respond like we have no faith instead of the faithful who came before us to choosing the world over the word? If you want to open your Bibles up to this uh, Psalm 42, we're going we're gonna to look on at more of this text here in just a little while. Many of you have heard me uh, talk about some of these stories for my life, uh, maybe some of you haven't. Uh, I was the, the youngest of four kids. My oldest brother, John, uh, was killed in a, a vehicle train accident in 1989. He was 24 years old. About a year and a half later, uh, my dad died of bone cancer in 1991. He was 44. And I remember after this time, after this uh, difficult time in our uh, family's history, I remember my mother telling me of some of the exchanges she would have with other, other churchgoers, uh, friends of the family people we knew, with people who they wanted to say something, uh, you know, uh, in, the, in the face of tragedy, to extend some sympathy, but they didn't really know what to say. They didn't really know what to say. How do you extend words of care? Uh, empathy in very difficult circumstances. Well, from experience, friends, I'd like to give you just a few examples of things not to say to someone who's going through a difficult time. For they don't don't exactly reveal the faithfulness of God, they reveal more about the thoughtlessness of man. The world, not the word. Number one, it was God's plan that this happened. We heard this one. This was part of God's plan. This doesn't exactly help carry the loss in a person's life. It just makes them not want anything to do with a planner. I promise. Here's another one. I know exactly what you're going through right now. I've been there. I promise these kinds of sentiments don't help remind someone going through hardship of the faithfulness of God. In fact, all they do is help reinforce the self-righteousness of some of his people. But this one's my biggest pet peeve, and maybe you've heard this one before. This one's no good at all. I think we've all heard this a time or two in in our lives. God doesn't give you what? More than you can handle. Yuck. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I know it's the thought that counts, my friends. But this truly is a thought that's more satanic than it is of Christ. Because I think about David... Did the father allow David? Did the father allow Paul? Did the father allow his own son, Jesus, more than they could handle? I would say so. But God remained faithful. God remained faithful through all of it. God is faithful. The closest verse in the Bible you'll find to some of this worldly wisdom that we throw around God, uh, God's plan involving you in regards to the, this common ground of pain we all suffer and what God will allow in each of our lives. We're going to find in 1 Corinthians 10:13. I believe we've got that on the overhead as well. 1 Corinthians 10:13, There it is. And this is Paul once again. We, we remember what Paul went through to the death. Paul writes this, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So, brothers and sisters, this is amazing. Consider the fact that no matter how you're being tempted, this is a different topic now. This isn't, this isn't suffering. This is temptation. This is temptation. No matter how you're being tempted to return to your favorite sin, whatever it is, to give up on your faith. God's word says God is faithful. God's word says so. God's pulling for you. God's word says God won't give me more than I can handle when it comes to temptation to sin. We have God's promise on that. Isn't that amazing? But we can't sit and add up every negative or hardship or struggle or difficulty that we encounter over any stretch of time while telling ourselves, God won't give me more than I can handle. That sounds uh, more like karma than it does dogma, which is not biblical. Hard times are going to be upon us. We're promised them. We have the example of our Lord. Took it all the way to the cross. And if you're hurting this morning... I am so sorry. The promise to you remains, God is faithful to you. Your circumstances have nothing to do with the fact that God is still pulling for you. Isn't that amazing? This is touched upon time and time again in Scripture. I like Matthew 5.45. Matthew 5.45 says, For he, the Lord makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. That's good to keep in mind. Where is our God, regardless of rain or shine? Our God is still right where he's always been. He's faithful. God is faithful to us, no matter how wet we get in the storms that come our way. Paul the Apostle speaks of being, quote, so utterly burdened beyond strength, despairing of life itself in 2 Corinthians 1.8. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be a Christian, to be a person of God and experience those emotions. And then Paul continues in verse 9 of this text, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Back to David. David says in Psalm 46, 1 to 3, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though what? The earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there doesn't have to be physical disturbances among you. Have you ever felt mountains tremble, uh, tremble in your life? Something like that? Well, there's a faith that is capable of moving a mountain. Do you remember Jesus talking about that? But we must trust in what God is doing through us, despite the rugged terrain around us. What I love about the promise of God being faithful is the way scripture reveals it as being twofold, as we're discussing. Maybe our struggle right now isn't about hardships. Maybe we're just struggling with temptations. And what a relief it is to see that God is pulling for us there. Again, no temptation is overtaking you, but which is, is common to man. God is faithful. And I find it interesting, this promise, that He will provide the way of escape. Have you ever found that to be true? That God will provide the way of escape? Problem is, we don't want to take the way of escape. We want to do what we aren't supposed to do. Have you ever experienced God's faithfulness in your life at a time when perhaps you were feeling the most faithless? I know I have. Get up in the morning... Have a thought pop into your head about something that you feel like doing uh, but shouldn't? You know, maybe it's handling an account unethically or moving a decimal point around or the like, and on top of it, lying to your spouse about it. Maybe it's you're in recovery now from, I don't know, a chemical or a bottle or a pill, or, or you know what, you feel like picking it back up today. Maybe it's the pursuit of of pornography. Maybe it's uh, drawing away from instead of drawing closer to your spouse intimately. Maybe it's just neglecting a family commitment. But whatever it is, you're you're tempted by it. And you you wake up thinking about it in the morning, the afternoon gets here, thinking about it some more. By the time uh, the evening gets here, you decide, you know what, you're going to do it. The sin not being the temptation itself, because Jesus was tempted. The sin not being the temptation itself, the sin following through with it. So you reach out for the bank book or pillbox or remote controller, smartphone, or whatever it is, will provide the means to help you move past the temptation right into sin. And before you can change those numbers or get into those pills or turn on that TV or access that web page or whatever, all of a sudden, dogs start barking. I'm not... I'm not making this up. God will provide the way of escape. You stop and you think about what you're doing. Those, those, those Great Danes, Maggie and Martha, those make great names for Great Danes. I don't know, Laverne and Shirley, whatever. Quietly lying on the rug in the next room, start barking their collective heads off because your spouse has come home. You're no longer standing there with that bank book or bottle or whatever in your hand that the adrenaline has successfully shot in the air, and now you're hanging on to the ceiling fan that's spinning around. I'd like to think life at times is exactly like a Warner Brothers cartoon. (laughs) What have you just had scared out of you? (laughs) A way out was provided. A way out was provided because God was faithful. That was no coincidence. In times of temptation and in times of trial, God is always faithful. Back to how he can work in the trial. What did David do? And this is where we're going to look back in here at Psalm 42. Well, the first thing David did was he cried. I don't agree with that old song, Big Boys Don't Cry. Jesus wept, shortest verse in the Bible. David cried. He shed some tears. And David's tears could have led him, he could have... Uh, uh Followed those emotions, doubted the presence of God altogether, but instead he got creative. And the following was his response, onward into Psalm 42.4. David writes this in your Bible. We don't have this on the overhead, but David writes this. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Someone has said an exact rendering of the beginning of this verse translation would be these things I will remember. David is basically encouraging himself in his state of mourning, remembering the promises of God with the faithfulness of God. No matter what David's going through, he comes back to the faithfulness of God. This author continues, sometimes healthy, positive self-talk is, is great therapy. But what's more than that? David is saying that when he is blue, he's going to call to remembrance past days of victory when God was very real, very present. David says, in effect, those were the days, the days of blessing, joy, and thanksgiving. And this is more than just mere nostalgia. If you spend any time in the Old Testament, you know, remembering the Lord is worshiping the Lord. Remembering God is worshiping God. Look at Psalm 42. The faithful today can be assured that it isn't our circumstances or our feelings about our circumstances that are a problem. It's where we go from there. Our attitude, our response as one of God's children, as one of God's children as we've seen before in Scripture that will make all the difference for us spiritually. If you're a creative person, Even if you're not, maybe you you think you're a creative person and you're really not, and that's okay. A little bit of creativity can go a long way in the face of hardship. These trying times, turn them into a a piece of of poetry, a journal entry, maybe a song, just a few words in, in a notebook. Think about it. That's where blues, country music comes from, at least the good stuff. In verse 5 of Psalm 42, David, the musician, has had his reality check before heaven. And maybe he's he's thinking about that uh, infection or that inflammation he's just picked up recently. Maybe he's just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Maybe he's past feeling down and out. He's had it. And David tells himself this. Psalm 42, 5, why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. What's the solution? Hope in God. Hope in God. God is faithful. God is faithful. Back to uh, Charles Swindoll, he writes, When you are living in turmoil, remember previous victories and call to mind specific things God did for you. And remember the Lord of your past is the Lord of the present. He's the Lord right now. Remember the old song, um, My Favorite Things? That's a couple of years old. I am not going to try to sing that for you, I promise. My wife said, thank God. But these are a few of my favorite things, right? This is the spiritual version of that in the church. We call it counting our our blessings. And we've even made up our own song about it. And so God is still God, whether we're singing the blues or an old familiar gospel song. And both can give him glory depending on our response. I'd like to say this is further proof that rock and roll comes from the church, but that's another sermon for another time. But truth be told, my friends... We respond to, to too much in this life, don't we? We, we really do. We, we respond to too much. We, we internalize, and, or at least I do, internalize and take personally and, and, and tend to put our faith in, in so many things besides our sovereign Lord. We, we, we let our lives be dictated by people and things that couldn't save us no matter how hard they tried. Think about how emotionally wrapped up we get in our human relationships. And then people change, right? Think about how often we let our attitudes be shaped by our work, or position, our place in life, and then uh, our job changes, or times change, the economy changes, makes our work obsolete. Or our interests and priorities or physical limitations shift, leaving us incapable of doing the work like we once did. Haircuts change, too. We bump into someone we haven't seen in 30 years, and we can be assured they'll have changed a little bit, often. Where someone once had a a big poofy perm or a mullet, they've now got a great big man bun and beard. I'm not sure if 1988 or 2018 is worse. Preacher, you're just jealous of guys that can grow a beard. You're right. But it's true what's been said. The only thing constant in this world is that nothing remains constant. So the only thing you and I can depend on is the faithfulness of God. It's the only thing that does. God alone can save us from being buried by the cares of this world. God is faithful. I'd like to close this morning with a story that's been told about a couple uh, named Samuel and Danielle living in the nation of Armenia. The year was 1988, speaking of mullets and perms, doesn't have anything to do with this. The year was 1988, and and we are speaking of back-to-school time, though. Uh, Samuel and uh, Danielle's young son, Arbind was being sent off to his first day in a new class. And before he left that day, uh, Samuel kneeled down before his little boy, looked him right in the eyes, and said, Have a great day today at school, Armand, and remember, no matter what comes in life, I'll always be there for you. Samuel and and Armand exchanged a hug, and uh, the little one ran off to school. Hours later, uh, the author writes, quote, A powerful earthquake rocked the area. The radio announced that there had been casualties in the thousands. The death toll would even eventually reach 50,000 people. That day, Samuel and Danielle huddled around a radio with more than just first day school jitters. In the midst of all the commotion, these frantic parents were unable to get any information about the area in which their son's school was located. So Samuel grabbed his coat and took off for the schoolyard. And when he arrived, what he saw instantly brought tears to his eyes. You see, what was Armand's school building was now just a pile of rubble. Other parents had arrived and were standing around uh, this pile of debris. Tears were being shed, but Samuel, instead of of giving into despair, found the place where Armin's classroom used to be and started pulling a broken beam from the pile of rubble. Next, he grabbed a rock and put it to the side, and he grabbed another one and did the same. Continues, as Samuel was frantically grabbing and moving pieces of this broken building, one of the other parents asked him, what are you doing? Digging for my son, Samuel answered. You're just going to make things worse, others started to protest, but Samuel would not be pulled away. Instead, he kept working. He kept working. He kept digging. He kept pulling at the rubble, determined not to let Armin get away from him. As time wore on, the story continues. One by one, the other parents and bystanders left the scene. A firefighter arrived and tried to force Samuel away from where he was digging, but he was determined to keep going, keep digging, keep working all through the night. And into the next morning, Samuel continued this backbreaking work. And as he watched, other parents show up, not to help move the rubble, but rather to place flowers and pictures of their children on it, Samuel just kept going. And finally, as Samuel's strength was almost exhausted, he picked up yet another beam, kicking it out of the way, and as he did, he heard a faint cry for help. Samuel stopped and listened for a moment, but heard only silence, and then finally, a muffled voice, Papa, finding new strength, Samuel began pushing himself. Digging furiously and in minutes, had finally removed enough debris to see his son crouched in a small crawl space with other children. Son, come to me. Come on out, Armin said, breaking into tears of joy and relief. No, Armin said, let the other kids come out first because I know you'll come get me, Pop. Child after child began to emerge until finally Armand appeared and Samuel grabbed him by the arms and embraced. Armand said to him, Papa, I told the other kids with me not to worry. Not to worry about what was happening because you told me that you'd always be there for me. That day, 14 children were saved because one father was faithful to keep his promise. Has it been a trying time for you lately, my friends? Have you felt like you've collapsed from the weight of this world? Don't worry. Don't worry about what is happening in your lives this morning if you're a child of God, if you belong to him. The Father told us that he'd always be there for us. If you're a follower of Jesus, you too have been saved in him and he always keeps his promises. We're not promised an easy time, an easy road, but we are promised the only road that leads home into his arms from David to Paul to those of us kids here at the corner of Crystal and Newcomb no matter our circumstances God is faithful would you pray with me Father I I thank you for your word Father I thank you for the the examples of those that have gone before us. Lord, we can look to your word and, and we can see countless examples where situations may not have been ideal, far from perfect, often very trying for those that have claimed you. Lord, we have also seen that you have remained with a love, a grace, a mercy. Lord, we we try to run from it. We try to fill our lives and our time with so many other things. And you're still there. And you still love us. Lord, I pray that no matter how trying times get for us here in this life we hang on we remember that you have told us you're coming back for us you're coming back for us you're going to take us home Lord like that old song says we're just passing through and this world is not our home Help us to remember to count on you and your promises even when the whole world is trying to tell us otherwise. Ultimately, you're in control. Ultimately, we can take heart because you have overcome this world. Lord, I want to thank you for uh, your plan of salvation. I want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that when we come up out of those waters of baptism, that we are yours. Help us to stay close to you until you come back to pull us away from here. It is in the name of Jesus, I pray these things, amen. And this morning, if you have a public decision to make, if you haven't yet become an adopted child of the family of God, We invite you to come forward. We're going to stand and sing Soul on Fire. If times have been hard, if they've been trying, if they've been difficult, if you feel like you've slipped away a little bit, uh, we'd like to stand and sing and have a little bit of fun with this when rejoicing in the God who is always, always faithful to us. He alone can make all the difference. Give us that joy, set our soul on fire as uh, Brother Mike comes forward to receive. Uh, Please step forward if you have a public decision to make.